0: Okay, thank you guys for joining us. This is episode six of the Cinephiles Digest podcast. My name is Matt. This is Tom.
1: This is Travis. And we
0: have a special guest on the podcast today, actually. And we are joined by Travis's friend Jay. Jay, how's it going, man?
2: Pretty good. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Good to have you. Uh, so, uh, how do you two uh, jabronis know each other?
1: Uh, I've had a friend for many years, uh, Julia, and that's Jay's wife. That's my wife. Yep. <laughs> cool. She sounds lovely.
0: What a great story. Well, um, what have you guys been up to this weekend? Anything fun?
1: Uh, we celebrated Chelsea's birthday last night. We went out to Ballard. It was pretty fun. Sounds like it was a rager. Yeah, it got pretty hazy towards the end of the night. <laughs> Especially for Chelsea.
3: Wait, were there any 20-year-olds? Because that's what Matt and I usually do.
1: They were in their 20s, Do you yeah. 20-year-olds?
0: What? <laughs>
3: No, drink with them.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just that one time, but. No,
3: so it was two weekends in a row. Remember, what? you were you were at the at your parents' house, and there was that like. Oh, that kid. kid.
0: Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. You remember my life better than I do. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, what about you, Tom? You been doing anything?
3: Mm, I tried to bake last night. It didn't. It didn't turn out well. well what did you try to bake? Uh, I don't even know what it was called. It was basically a cake with plums on top.
0: Like whole plums on top? <laughs> <Fruit cake>? No, <laughs> sliced,
3: sliced plums. They're in season. Um, it was, it was bad. It was burned and pretty flavorless, so. That's a bummer. Yeah, maybe next weekend I'll have better luck.
0: Well, I just got back from, uh, clamming on the coast, which is pretty cool. Fucked up my hands a little bit. the suckers up with those clam guns.
3: Clams pinched but, um, it.
0: Well, not the clams, though. <laughs> because, you know, you gotta... To grip, the metal clam gun thing and pull it up. And I also almost threw out my back cause I was trying to like lift with my back instead of my arms. Um, I
3: think it's your legs. You're supposed to lift. With. Well, that too. Well, no,
0: I, but I meant, you know, I was trying to just like rather than pull up like this or, you know, do a squat and use my legs. I was just like all on you the back, just like, come trying on. Trying to look cool. No, so I probably look stupid actually, but I only caught four clams caught i wasn't very good at it
2: hey, <laughs> whatever things, things really try to get away from you man. yeah that don't sucks
0: wouldn't it be called finding them or what, something unearthed like what it was <laughs> i don't know they tasted really good though we fried them up we barbecued them we made some chowder my friend made this like weird like reduced white wine thing that was pretty tasty And then we just, uh, smoked a bunch of weed and drank some beer and, uh, watched Toy Story and Raising Arizona. So. Nice. That was pretty cool. But it was was solid all around.
3: Sounds like a lovely weekend.
0: Well, anyway. So let's get let's get the show on the road. So we've got a we've got a busy show today. So our, our featured review is going to be Life, which is the new science fiction horror film starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, other people whose names I don't remember right now. But uh, that's going to be the featured review. And to celebrate the release of Life, as well as uh, March Madness, huge, release. <laughs> huge huge release. We're gonna do a March Madness-style movie bracket featuring science fiction films released after the year 2000. So modern science fiction films. We, uh, we'll get into greater detail later, but it uh, should be fun. And then you know the usual, what we've been watching. We'll save our Rotten Tomato game for the end. But uh, anything else before we dive into the life review, guys?
1: Nope. I'm okay. ready to go. Cool.
0: Well, we've got a clip. Let's take a listen.
4: You know, I know at least five guys back home who could do my job. Nobody can do yours except you. We don't know what it is. And you're in there and you're playing around with it like it's your buddy. I'm your buddy.
2: This will never be a controlled experiment. So let's all agree we made our first and last mistake.
0: Okay, so Life is Directed by Daniel Espinoza uh the plot synopsis reads a team of scientists aboard the international space station discover a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on mars and now threatens the crew and all life on earth we'll have our guest of honor jay kick things off uh jay what'd you think of life um
2: do you want me to actually tell you what i think of it right away or you want me to just kind of go through some pros and cons and then I can trash it afterwards? Well, okay, so we,
0: let's keep it spoiler-free to begin okay. with because yeah. this movie, like, I want to get into some spoilers on this. So just, like, gen- general impressions, and then we can talk about spoiler stuff later.
2: Um, well, normally I don't uh, go for monster movies. I'm more of, like, a hard sci-fi kind of guy. I like my movies to have some... Um, clarifying scientific depth to them and actually, like, a little realistic. But, you know, I like uh, crazy sci-fi movies, too. But I think there were some good shots, like cinematography. I think, uh, like, within the the space station and it being zero gravity and everything kind of all around the station, there were some cool, like, 360-degree shots from someone being upside down and then it flipping over and your right side up yeah, especially but, uh, at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. early on,
0: it was doing that constantly, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of abandoned that. which yeah. kind of well, no, I think it was like it, the coolest stuff. I think they it became it. a
2: little bit more subtle later, because I think you got a little bit more used to it as the movie went
3: along.
0: They it still pretty, did it. it felt but, a little I mean,
3: overwhelming in the opening minutes for me.
0: Well, the camera was very floaty in the beginning. Like there was kind of a yeah. shift. you know? it did it feel like it was kind just kind of. Not a lot of cuts. It was always spinning. Mm -hmm. People were just kind of floating around the station. And then once shit kind of hit the fan, it kind of veered away from that. But yeah, I I did like that stuff early on.
2: Um, Yeah, so the shots were pretty cool. There were some cool vista shots of Earth, which speaking of, that was the opening scene, you know, it's, it's set on the stars for a little while, and I get it. You're set on the expanse of space, and it's It's opening up a scene and kind of setting where the movie is taking place, but then it pans over to the space station and then pans over to Earth and kind of hangs out on Earth while they're talking in the space station. And it almost felt like that whole shot just didn't move the story further. It was just simply there to make you go, ooh and awe as <laughs> space. it was kind of a pointless <laughs> final <spot> for me. <laughs> so um and you know some scientific cons for me was there's no sound in space and all all the outside shots and the black had plenty of sound in them which uh is very unrealistic to me and i almost find it more thrilling when it's very silent out in space like gravity <clears throat> the shots of you know Whatever it was that flew by, and two thousand one also
0: because yeah. you just have the breathing in the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think about that very much when I watch like space movies, even though I know that that's obviously like a inconsistency. Mm-hmm. But,
2: um, and I feel like the description is kind of off because uh, this thing's not evolving; it's just growing after every time it eats something.
0: Well, it it does evolve, like because it. Well, starts that would off... be
2: more like a metamorphosis.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, evolution is to...
2: the species changing. Yeah, and this thing was more like metamorphosizing well, as it ate things.
0: This also, this also, the plot synopsis I read says that that life form caused extinction on Mars. And
3: I didn't catch that. Oh, at yeah, all. That did they not... talk about that at all in the they movie? S- they like pose it as a as a possibility. Really? Yeah, he's. I guess that makes the one, sense. The ones but... like. Uh, well, I don't know, the the one guy who works most closely with the alien.
0: The handicapped guy Yeah. With yeah. The he's... Photo <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. That that gentleman. Um he did say that they could have dominated Mars for hundreds of years, but I don't think it was very uh explicit that that's what happened. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I honestly miss most of the setup for Calvin just because it happened so quickly like before we knew it they he, they had him in that test tube like already yeah. testing him and then he immediately started growing and causing chaos.
0: And that also presents like an inconsistency as far as the logic of the film because you know it starts off as this very small like almost primordial organism and then as they, you know, antagonize it and it starts fucking people up it gets bigger. But are we meant to believe that that is like there was a full species of this creature on Mars and they've yeah. all died out except, like, they just happened to find this, like, hibernating cell?
3: Uh, I don't know if the... I mean, perhaps they decimated themselves. Yeah. He, right, yeah. I don't know if the assumption was that there were more of them that just hadn't
0: been... Because you would think, bottom. like, the biggest ones would just still be, like, fucking yeah. running around <laughs> Mars. Like... <laughs> um,
3: yeah. That, definitely some, some scientific... Because they're they're clearly very like
0: they're clearly very predatory and all they want to do is just like consume and get bigger. Mm-hmm. So you would think mm-hmm. that there would just be these like huge aliens just like running around Mars. Yeah, but... but then
2: later on in the movie, it's not even really trying to eat them. He's just toying with them, which brings me to the intelligence issue.
0: And well, and then yeah. also the oxygen, like, even well, though, Yeah, like, before... well, I mean, this thing was new, like, everything. <laughs> just...
2: I
1: feel like we're getting a little deep in conversation. We can, I'm yeah, sorry. well... No, well, yeah. Roll it back. There, there'll be plenty of time to discuss the issues, <laughs> I suppose. So,
0: of which there are many, I will
1: say. I
2: mean, in the end, um, it's just a sci-fi monster movie, and
1: I'd have to give it two and a half black holes. Mm. Okay. Two and a half black holes. <laughs> All right, Travis, Uh, what about you? General impression, I thought it was okay, but definitely more on the bad side. The main thing I didn't like about it was how stupid the characters were. And I love Prometheus, and people give that movie a lot of shit, but this movie was just way more offensive with how dumb the characters were.
0: (laughs) I would agree, yeah. Because I also had that issue with Prometheus, but this was...
1: I, I did think it had a few couple pretty intense scenes, though, especially towards the start.
0: I feel like one of the more intense scenes is when the the guy who's interacting with the alien gets his like, hand stuck. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a, a trailer for that movie is literally that entire scene. Yeah. So yeah. I the, they, from where I'm standing, anyway, they've spoiled, like, the maybe not moment. the best scene, but pretty close yeah. in a trailer, you know? So, when that happened, I I knew exactly what was going to happen. So, like, the the suspense was gone for me, you know? I don't know. But, so you're just kind of down the middle on it, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean, a little less than the middle, but. (laughs) (laughs) But, Yeah.
0: I'll go next. Uh, I thought this movie was terrible. (laughs) Like, I was shaking my head the whole time the the writing is terrible both the dialogue and cuz okay so this movie kind of feels like a B movie with like a triple A budget you know like you have a, it's a monster movie and you have characters who are making stupid decisions and getting killed by the monster but these are these are astronauts these are scientists these are supposed to be some of the smartest people on the planet and they're explaining basic science to each other through poorly written exposition, they are just making terrible decisions and contradicting their own. Like, I'll get into this in spoilers, but there's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Uh, as far as like following protocol is like on both sides of the of the spectrum at different moments in the film, and it just doesn't make sense as far as like the motivation for that character. Um, I didn't find it very suspenseful. I thought the monster was kind of lame, especially when it kind of started to morph into not its final form but when it became more of a monster than what you see in the trailer you know i thought it looked pretty dumb
1: i thought it looked kind of cool as it progressed well, it I mean, didn't really make sense how it, it progressed but yeah but i still thought the like the face of it still looked kind of cool Mm-mm-mm. even though it didn't make sense. <laughs> i thought <laughs> i thought it looked
0: it looked, lame, it looked lame as hell like
1: when it It looked kind of like a snake. When it grew the face, that was when I was like... Agreed. And that
2: was clearly just to make it seem more evil. Right. Yeah. Because it didn't
1: have a purpose. Yeah. (laughs) That's true, yeah. (laughs) Like, why does it have to look like (laughs) like an evil creature?
3: (laughs) I thought that the first half... I mean, maybe if you're being really honest, the first third of the movie is, like, by far better than the last... Uh, half or two thirds. I agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah. But so okay, if if Travis is down the middle and a little bit below, I'd say I'm down just right down the middle because I recognize all of the issues with it, but I still was entertained. I think I think by the halfway point of the movie, I'd kind of decided that I was just watching it.
0: You were just <laughs> you like, know? "This is pretty dumb. I'm just gonna like." Yeah, obviously, so like, this movie isn't taking itself very seriously. Well,
3: well, the last half of it was. I mean. There are just so many complaints you could make about the last half, but I don't know, my mindset was already just like I'm entertained enough to watch this movie. You know? I feel like if if somebody were to rent this movie on a Friday night and just watch it at home, they would not be like pissed about it. Right. You well, know. As long as
2: you have a few bottles of wine or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and
3: also like, why are you gonna watch this movie? Is it because like it might be because Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds are on the on the cast list, right? So are you going to be really disappointed with it? I don't. I don't think so. It's definitely not that uh, that March
1: sci-fi release that we were hoping would replicate the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. But I think your expectations definitely play into it. Like if you're just yeah. looking for like an entertaining movie, you know, you might enjoy it. But if you're looking for like a hard sci-fi type movie that mm-hmm. makes sense <laughs> yeah but it, like it.
0: going into this movie that wasn't even really what i was expecting because the trailers make it pretty clear that yeah it's it's not this isn't like like hard sci-fi it's not something like ex machina that's going to be very like existential provocative it's a big budget you know kind of bland yeah Monster sci-fi movie, you know, which was kind of what I was expecting, but it's just so by the numbers like everything about There was nothing about it. That
1: was original at all. It's just so generic It does feel like a mashup of a lot of other movies we've Mm -hmm. seen And it just fails like it's the lesser version of all of them (laughs) Yeah,
3: even that opening shot that Jay was talking about like the very first scene where you're just looking at stars and then you see like the point of light that's moving in the background. I was like, I've seen
1: this like seven times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When well, there was one shot where it panned out and showed like the whole spaceship and it looked, it definitely looked like a set and like with gravity, they hide that very well. Mm-hmm. Where it actually feels like you're up in space. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And like, I get that they were trying to play it realistic as far as like the design of the space station, it, but it just wasn't that interesting. Spending time in that space station, like you've seen zero gravity sequences in space before, right. so it's kind of cool still, just for the novelty of it. But you've seen it before. Yeah, it's not something like Interstellar, which I feel like that ship has like a kind of a cool aesthetic to it. It might not, you know, might not actually be a functional spaceship if scientists looked at that ship, but it it, it looked cool it was original you know some something went into like the design of those sets yeah this just feels like you know they're in a space station like which is fine but it didn't add anything to the movie you know it was just
1: yeah and realistic
0: space station it looked
1: good you know so matt tom and i saw it all together and was some of the head shaking just tor- towards the movie, or was it towards the audience as well? No, was it was gun. exclusively because <laughs> the there was a couple movie. times when the audience was, was so fucking not... annoyed with the audience, especially the guy in front of me when he like oh, that did guy. that like huge elongated <gasps> stretch. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. <laughs> I, didn't even I don't even know. I don't even know what he laughed. Do you remember at? when he like was like hardcore stretching, just like oh, you're talking about you're talking about could. that?
0: I thought you were talking about the guy the only guy who laughed during the part. Yeah. And he laughed really
1: loud. Tom made a comment after the screening saying that the audience killed a couple of the scenes or you know, if the if the scenes had any chance of working they were ruined by the audience. But those specific I know
0: which scenes you're talking about. I also wanted to laugh, but I'm not the kind of person who will just like audibly laugh at a scene that you shouldn't if other people are enjoying it, you know?
3: Okay, some of them were, were cheesy, but not all of them. I felt like there were a couple that were like, okay, you know, that was passable.
0: Yeah, there were a couple where I wasn't really sure why they were.
3: Someone who laughs that hard in the middle of a theater where no one else is laughing, like, they came to be an asshole.
0: <laughs> or they just aren't enjoying it, and they want people to know that they think this movie is Exactly,
3: dumb, yeah, you know? whatever, it's, it's for show, but anyway.
1: What did you guys think of the performances overall? Uh, mm-hmm. No Not point. good to mediocre. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal had one good scene, but the rest of it was... What, was it when he cried? Uh, it's, well, it's, I, I don't want to spoil anything just yet, but it's when he's on that's the, the inside. Right there. No, he's <laughs> on the inside of the ship, and there's someone on the outside. It's yeah. like halfway through the movie, probably. Oh, okay. So I would yeah. agree. That's that's the
3: one scene that I was like, that was that was good. It was
0: yeah. it was fine. He was just kind of yelling and emoting. You well, know. like it wasn't anything that we haven't seen him do before. I
3: think what you would, and I mean you're not wrong too, but the just the relationships were not set up well enough to really justify the scene necessarily
1: right yeah that's true like- because you know,
3: they they kind of hinted all these like deep relationships and of course these people have been on the ship for forever but we don't really get to see any of that like the, sh- the movie doesn't really kind of earn that uh, response from the audience before they try to get it totally which we'll probably touch again on with the ending of the film. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We should, so we're already like 15 minutes deep into this review. You guys just want to get, because there's still a lot left to talk about. So do you guys want to get just get into spoilers? Sure. Okay, so uh, I'll put this in the show notes. But if you don't want to hear life spoilers, skip past this part, because spoilers start now. Where do you guys want to start? You want to start with, like, the bait-and-switch ending? You want to start with all the terrible decisions these characters made? Like well,
2: I got something to say on the ending.
0: All right, well, yeah, let's, let's just start with <laughs> so, the ending.
2: I actually would have been more surprised if it wasn't the alien that was inside the pod. Oh, right. Because, I mean, they were trying to allude to maybe him being hit... By the piece of debris and fluttering off into the deep void or whatever. But, I mean, if that's the case, why was the alien even trying to keep him from handling the joystick? If it's out of control and he can't do anything about it, what's the point in even trying to... Mess with the controls. As
0: as soon as that sequence started, I knew I knew exactly what they were doing because right. it was edited in such a way that you, they intentionally don't show you whose ship got hit. Like they don't show a character reacting to it, so you don't know. You just see the two ships close together. One gets hit. They don't show you whose it is. And it's like, oh fuck. So they're gonna make you think. That she made it to Earth, but obviously they're gonna get to the space pod. Is there? Like, it just the way that it the scene was constructed gave away the ending for me. And I was talking to my friend Paris about this, and she was like, "Yeah, but you watch a million movies and you pay attention to that kind of shit. Someone who's just looking to like have fun, you know, might be surprised by that ending. And there's a point to that, but you can still surprise me. Like, it was obvious what they were trying to do, and just because I noticed that it was gonna happen, like." It kind of ruined the ending for
2: him. No, I think it would have been way cooler if the alien ended up going into her pod. That's what she I thought was She flew off happen. into the deep void, and then he ends up getting stuck on Earth. <laughs> Where he didn't want to be in the first place.
0: There's any combination of things that would have been more interesting than what eventually happened. Yeah, that's true. And he's also, at the end, like, <laughs> like don't open it, don't open it. But, of course, they crash land somewhere where no one speaks English. They're just like, oh, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah, he's, he's in like, trouble. No, no, don't, don't. He's. They can look in the window. There's fucking alien on his body. He's just like, they're not stupid. Well, yet. I mean,
2: did he need to be alive? Did the alien need to keep him alive for someone to open up that pod?
0: It's probably, like... He should have sure, gotten
2: bigger if you just ate him.
0: Right, but <laughs> that also goes as far as, like, what you touched on earlier, as far as the intelligence of the alien. Like, this thing gets on the ship and just immediately, like, knows exactly where to go. Apparently it, like, disables communication to Earth. Like, how the fuck yeah. would the alien know where, like... Oh, I
3: thought that was supposed to be, like... Just an accident, like, like it <laughs> either de- way it destroyed something. And- so,
0: this entire movie is a series of coincidence or just dumb, made up. bullshit. Yeah. So, either the alien found, like, you know, their communication hub and deactivated it, or Oops, whoops, we can't communicate with Earth right when this fucking alien is breaking free. Like, that happens so many times in this movie. Like, I, I. So as I was watching the movie I'm sorry, I just
3: That's like, <laughs> inconsolable right now.
0: <laughs> the so maybe in about twenty minutes in the movie, I was like, Okay, this movie's fucking dumb and these characters are not making rational decisions and everything is happening because of a coincidence. So I tried to keep like a running tally of every time something like that happened, and I lost track. So by the end of the movie I had to like scramble to like try and remember everything. So there's a couple notes that I took. Oh, so the Jake Hall like, protocol thing that I mentioned, there are two separate occasions where he said there's no protocol for this. The first time was when uh, the the guy is getting attacked by the alien, so the scene in the trailer where it, like, grabs onto his yeah. hand and breaks his bones, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, get in there, we gotta get him out, there's no protocol for this, fuck oh, yeah, this, let's yeah. get him out of there, which obviously is the wrong decision to make. Like, I get that you're watching this guy get fucked up by an alien, but, mm-hmm. like... They know, like, they, this is a scenario that they have outlined. You do not break quarantine. Like, yeah. you do not let this thing get out. But you're just like, no, we gotta get in there, fuck protocol. <laughs> and then later in the movie, I can't remember the specifics, but Jake Gyllenhaal was like, there is no protocol for this. You can't do this. Well,
3: also, immediately after the first incident, he slams the door shut. On someone who's trapped in that room. Yeah, it's like, what
0: do you? So you wanted to save him, but Ryan Reynolds is just fine, which I was fine with. I was so glad that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds was the first one was, to go. Was off. I do not like that guy, and he was annoying the shit out of me. It was a combination of his just kind of like meh, like his I'm funny and attractive. Deadpool me, 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 in space. Meh. Yeah, but. So he was driving me crazy. Um, but I was not expecting him to be the first one to go. And his writing was pretty bad. Like, he was supposed to be, like, the comic relief character. And he was just making When cringe. he was
1: stuck in that room, like there was plenty of times when I feel like he could have got out but he just chose not to especially when he was like opening up those like cabinet doors to try and find that thing like get the fuck out of there right but they (laughs) didn't want to
0: risk they didn't want to they didn't want to risk it escaping as he opens the door maybe it was watching I I get I get that
1: it just seemed like dude just fucking turn around and go out the door one of
0: the cooler scenes in the movie though was when it like crawled into his mouth yes it made me squirm a bit and then the blood was just kind of like floating out of his mouth
2: okay and then you remember the the oxygen being or cut off the fire suppressor system because the pilot on the, uh, yeah. on the flamethrower was still on yet he stopped using the flamethrower because the fuel ran out right yeah right so how was the pilot there's on? so much <laughs>
0: i think the most egregious just like stupid bullshit thing was when the alien was going into like the the like the thrusters, so they kept trying to like burn them out. They ran out of fuel in like 30 <laughs> I seconds. Know, like, what You the guys fuck? should have been
3: like emergency landing on Earth like four months ago. It's right. that low.
0: On There's fuel. no way you have that <laughs> low of fuel. Like,
3: yeah, I there, totally That was agree, maybe
0: I... like a two minute scene. Absolutely. And they just, like, the thrusters were going for like five seconds. Yeah. And then they turned them off. It was like, oh my god, critical level of fuel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Coincidence. Yeah, it's coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. What else do I have on here? Well,
1: I can't close all of these <laughs> at the same <laughs> but, time. I have to do yeah, each one manually. Boom. Back to the <laughs> yeah, ending real quick. Cool. I did appreciate that it at least wasn't like a happy ending.
3: Okay, so... Well, yeah, it's a horror movie. So. I agree, but... I don't think that anybody wants to see Life 2. And that's kind of like where they leave it.
1: People are, are generally liking this It'd movie. have to be a... Like that's a straight right. up monster, like <laughs> alien invasion movie though. Maybe that's where the thing from, uh... <laughs> what's the, what's the precursor? Oh, Cloverfield.
3: <laughs> what's that big monster oh, in This is actually just a bad like, robot <laughs> production.
0: J.J. <J>. Abrams <laughs> yeah. going to come out and say, this is the Cloverfield prequel you've all been waiting oh, for. This right. is the monster. <laughs> it eats
3: all those people in like Vietnam. I actually kind of <laughs> like that. It could be part of the, <laughs> it's the
1: new monster universe. The idea of, the, <laughs> the idea... Morton, I don't like it. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the concept of Life 2 sounds like a way more interesting movie than what this was. Like, the idea that this, like, unstoppable, like, creature hyper intelligent, insatiable appetite for humans, like is just like now gonna be running rampant on Earth. Like he's gonna fuck up that like village in Indonesia. Yeah, and wipe them out.
3: He's gonna like drink all of the ocean because a thing sucks up the entire <laughs> yeah, space right. station's worth of liquid in like four minutes.
0: It's
2: gonna
3: be called Space Monster 2.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be huge.
0: Can't wait. Um just so much little stuff like that. Like I I've been thinking about this movie since I saw it, and I've just been struggling to pinpoint anything I actually like about this movie. Well, it's serviceable at times.
3: I think one other thing that needs to be complained about first, before we try to find something redeemable, (laughs) I don't know if we'll be able to do that, it would be the uh, goodnight moon scene. Oh my Uh, god. And the the discovery of the solution. (laughs) (laughs) The epitome
1: Or, uh, the, uh, Epiphany. Epiphany? Epiphany, that, uh... uh, That just gave us a new inside joke, though, so I'm kind of okay with that being in the movie.
0: (laughs) Who, who, how the fuck did that make it through... How did that make it into the final script? Who thought that was, like, a good... That's... Was that supposed to be, like, a charming, like, character scene? That's
3: another coincidence right there.
0: Well, actually, the more I think
3: about it, it's like, oh, so... Okay, how long has this space voyage been? And then the wife is having a baby... (laughs) <laughs> and then they got this book as like a gift. Did you bring that when she yeah, was like one was day so pregnant?
0: Well, <laughs> they, they, they've been on the space station varying amounts of time. Like Jake Gyllenhaal had been on there the longest and he was okay. at like 400 and something days. Right. He was a little over a year, I think. Yeah. Okay. And they, some of, I don't think he had been on the ship for very long. So he probably knocked up his wife, yeah. ran off to space. You know, it's like going to Afghanistan, just fucking hitting it, running off to space. And then, you know, you get to Skype your baby's birth
1: nice he's addicted to space yeah that was kind of jeremy renner's addicted to war in the hurt locker (laughs) (laughs) of course
0: of course jake jillenhall is like the oh he also has that there's um one of the female scientists she has this really cringeworthy line where she's like i don't uh I, I don't feel sadness or rage, just hate. Pure fucking hate <laughs> or something like that. And I kind of, I, I almost like laughed. No, she side, didn't feel side. at
1: home in this world anymore. That <laughs> 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 <sighs> There's just so many. Okay, the woman that
2: was drowning inside of her helmet. Oh, yeah. Why the hell, if she was trying to keep her from getting back inside with the thing, she committed to death. Why wouldn't you just kick off from the station?
0: Then you wouldn't have that emotional scene. Exactly. Well, and, like, yeah. It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, why wouldn't you well, just I guess she go just dis- into space?
3: Yeah, well, she sort of decided at the last minute, right? She well,
2: was fine. No, she like got there and
3: it was immediately going the opposite direction. I thought so she why went the correct direction it? first and then she went
2: back. Yeah,
0: okay. So when it first started, yes, yeah. but then she changed her mind and then it was created the wrong way. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was like, "No, you're turning it the wrong way. Turn the other way for like a minute." And then finally, the other female scientist was like, "She's doing it on purpose. or whatever." Yeah, like who knows why? <laughs> they, why they needed to have
2: doorknobs
3: on both sides being worked? Yes. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Great question.
0: Great question. Movie. And then like what, like the stuff where they were coming to like, they sent the, the shuttle out to the ship to like push them off into space or something. Like they docked. Right? And there's yeah. that scene where like the Asian guy like gets out of his pod and he's trying to get to the escape pod or whatever. And then like what what were they trying to do there? That were was, they just trying to like No, push?
2: that was the last minute resort to try to push the station away from the earth right so right so the escape yeah, pod the docking stations. hard like that was pushing it that way they were using that as a propulsion okay so that's all it. it was that's but then why it, it, it came just
0: in sta- hard it just stayed docked and then it crashing was crashing two well, that's spaceships what it was together, together just never seems
1: speaking like of coming in procedure. hard <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember towards the end when jake Hall was talking to, when they were planning their escape or whatever and jake Hall refers to the stick in the like pot or whatever, yeah, but it sounded like he said "dick." <laughs> oh <what> yeah, you <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> and I he, think that's just right. After that, he said mind. something about like we have to avoid re-entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this dick is too hard. We have to avoid re-entry. <laughs> that's the writing of life, folks. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I don't know. Do we have all right? It was pretty let, bad. Let's talk about. <laughs> it was pretty. Bad. We don't have anything good to say about it. Uh,
0: You would mention that there were some scenes that you thought were pretty, like, tense. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought the (laughs) beginning scenes were tense.
1: Like, the Ryan Reynolds scene was pretty tense. And then same with the the black guy who, like, had his hands in the thing. The lab scene was the best,
3: probably. Well, I don't know. Yeah, parts of the lab scene were the best. And I thought that the the character that worked with the alien was interesting at first. Yeah. Yeah. But then he kind of lost his mind.
1: Some of the chase stuff was cool in the middle, too. It wasn't, like, amazing or groundbreaking or anything, but, I mean, it was... I was entertained.
0: How... Okay, so the other stupid thing is that the alien, they find, just attached itself to the the scientist guy. They were... And he's just, like, being... slowly killed and they're like, what's, what's, what's going on, this? what's happening and they under like his and then you see, his pants. And then it's the alien. Like, how how the fuck did it get attached to him without well, Why him didn't
3: the guy say something? Well see, it's I think they might have It's his been, legs. Oh uh, yeah. I don't oh, think that's right, he couldn't feel him, huh? Right. I don't think okay, so I thought there was a little bit of ambiguity there as to whether or not he'd kinda lost it and felt like sympathy for the alien to oh, a degree geez. that he allowed it to feed off his leg.
0: That is fucking stupid. Fucked if that up. is the case. Because he <laughs> sees it
3: out of the corner of his eye and it hints that, like, there's something going on there. And then. Uh, does, he, does he really? He, yeah, I remember when they're going to close off every place. Yeah, yeah. And they're sealing all the entrances and then it flits through, like, one of the corridors and he just sort of gets nervous and looks over to the right. And then the next time you see him, he's acting all weird. But he'd already talked about how the alien didn't hate us; it was just trying to survive, and he like totally loved it when it was in its little, <laughs> in its little cage.
0: That thing was pretty big by that point, though. How did it even like get into his well, that suit? Did it just head. like crawl up his like the sleeve of his? Like, well, he pants had or pants on, right? Yeah, but.
1: This is Pat Calvin.
0: He would have... <laughs> I, that was just so stupid. Someone... It was pretty don't, big. Someone would have seen it. Don't tell me
3: that scientist's name was Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God.
0: This movie. All
3: right. Let's, let's move on. I think we've said everything there is yeah, to say about life. I
0: think so. Do you guys have anything left before we get to our bracket? Correct. Well, test. star ratings, obviously, but...
1: Star ratings, yeah.
0: I logged it as a two. Just because... It's even though there are lots of things I hate about it, it's still a serviceable movie, you know, like there are some things that I find like egregious, but it looks good. The performances are fine. Like if I gave Halloween two like a 1.5, I I can't give life a 1.5 because it's not on the level of that. So it's a two for me, but it's like a a low, like a low two. If that makes sense.
3: (laughs) I give it a three. I don't
1: think people are going to, like, watch it and, well, and, like I said earlier, just I feel be like, pissed that they spent their hour and a half. <laughs> I watching. feel like that's, like, the <clears throat> critical consensus, too, is, like, because it's actually getting positive reviews. Is it? But it's not, like, glowing reviews. Like, it's, like... Some
0: of them are glowing. I saw
1: it's, I saw it today. It was, like, a 67 or something. Right. Yeah. Is that considered positive? Yeah. It is. yeah. Anything over 60 on Rotten Tomatoes is considered positive. But, I mean, the, like, even the consensus is basically, like... It's like uh, entertaining, like action thriller type movie, but beyond doesn't, that it's messy and
0: it doesn't bring anything new, I yeah. think is what it says. Yeah, yeah.
1: It definitely doesn't.
0: <clears throat> no, no, not 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 a single thing. They
3: tried to go they tried to go new with the monster. But monster. I has do some... think
0: it looked like the alien monster. Toward the beginning I thought it was cool. Like yeah. Yeah. but then think... it just once it grew the face, it just kinda right. looked like Yeah. Kind of I think the monster. average movie goer <laughs>
1: would enjoy this though.
0: Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true.
1: I'm giving it a 2.5 right in the middle, you guys.
0: So we're really not as uh, divided as we thought. No. Nope. All right. Well, bummer. Anyway.
1: Maybe next time. And you gave it two and a half,
0: <clears throat> two and a half black holes. Yep. So I'm <laughs> with you there. So we're, yeah, we're pretty. All right. All right. Well, fuck life. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't stop <laughs> the theaters, that's for sure. Okay. So let's get on to the fun. Let's get on to the good stuff. So. Fuck, the bracket got wet. It's alright, I can read it. It's just so shittily sh- Travis's shitty know. handwriting on like a piece of paper. <laughs> Beer on
3: a bracket <laughs> is like the most American thing you could have. So
0: that's pretty okay. We okay. should congratulate ourselves. <laughs> Cinephiles Digest America's most American podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So we we picked the movies ourselves. So the way this is gonna work is we picked sixteen science fiction films released after the year 2000 we picked them ourselves but the seeds in the bracket were randomly generated so the placement on the bracket is randomized so there's going to be some tough some tough choices on here but the let's let's go over the 16 movies we picked okay so we'll we'll start there so the 16 movies on the list i'm just going to read them out of order so we don't give away the seeds um we got children of men prometheus Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Interstellar, Her, Ex Machina, Gravity, Donnie Darko, Edge of Tomorrow, Midnight Special, District 9, Minority Report, Looper, Arrival, Moon, and Under the Skin. So at the last minute, we removed Wally. And replaced it with Midnight Special. And we removed Guardians of the Galaxy and replaced it with Donnie Darko. Because Tom likes that shitty movie. Um, <laughs> so the way this is going to work, <clears throat> we have our seeds here. So we're just going to go match up by matchup. We're going to have a conversation about which movie we, th- movie we think should go on. Some of these are going to be easy. There's going to be a fight on some of these. We haven't officially decided on a tiebreaker. Or are we just gonna deal with it if it comes up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we should go by whoever's making a stronger case, like that. who
0: feels more strongly that about. That group
1: it. should be able to move on and hopefully the uh, opponent will give in. If we really if we really yeah submit yeah. if we really get deadlocked
0: <laughs> we can play fucking rock paper scissors or something real but i, I... <laughs> i'm
1: pretty upset about some of the seating but i know it was. Randomized. it's some oh, of
0: these are really hard well yeah it had to be randomized because yeah
1: it had to, to make sense because if yeah. we if we pick the seating the higher seat would always win so that's true until okay whatever uh well and we should also note that some of these may not be considered super sci-fi but all these at least touch the sci-fi genre
0: they all they all at least the premise of the film is rooted in science fiction so it's like a technological advancement they use that to explore something about the human condition right which really what it comes down to is what science fiction is all about
1: because this is probably one of the loosest genres of film i mean like apocalyptic movies can fall in this category monster movies can but we try to stick to ones that were
0: Uh, we felt leaned science fiction or like this, the science fiction backbone is the catalyst for everything else in the movie. That'll make sense. And like with eternal sunshine, a spotless mind that might not necessarily, when you think of that movie, you might not think, Oh, it's a sweet sci-fi flick. But I mean, the premise of the movie is that there's an advancement in technology and you're able to erase the memory of an individual person. So that's technology that doesn't exist. And they use that to explore something about these characters. Yeah, and
1: these may also not be the 16 best sci-fi movies released in the last 17 years or whatever, but we just decide on these for, like, the most interesting discussion.
0: And we're also arguing based on what we think is the better movie, not necessarily is the better sci-fi movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just from the heart, what do you think is the better movie, regardless of which one leans into science, science fiction
1: the most. Yeah,
0: totally. yeah. All right, You guys ready to do this? Yes. All right. We're going to
1: starting off with a doozy, huh? So wait, real quick. Are we are we looking to crown the most important sci-fi movie or our one's favorite. favorite sci-fi? Our favorite. Okay.
0: Cuz I feel like, yeah. Just your favorite one. We're going to see what happens. Let's just okay. let's just go with it. <laughs> so the the first matchup for me anyway is the the hardest one. We've got in the number one seed, randomly generated, Children of Men, which... Where it should be. (laughs) Uh, Coming in at number 16, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
3: Not (laughs) sci-fi. Children of Men wins. (laughs) We know where Tom falls on this
0: one. Um, All right, let let me make my case for Eternal Sunshine. I think Eternal Sunshine is one of the most remarkable movies that have been made in the past like 20-30 years like what it gets into as far as so it takes as a science fiction premise of erasing someone's memory right which is pretty a basic concept but what it does with that it goes to some dark places it has the ending of the film i wouldn't say is optimistic but it's almost like a punch in the gut
3: to be honest i don't really remember the ending
0: so they basically get to the end and they're trying they spend the last like half hour of the movie trying to escape the er- like the erasure of the the memories so as they're oh, yeah they like as they're out. running away they decide you know like this is inevitable um let's just enjoy these memories while we can you know and then they're just like playing things out differently in the memories. And then at the very end of the movie, they realize that they've erased each other from their minds and mm-hmm. they, they've they reconnected, not knowing that they've already had a relationship. And the movie ends, the end of the movie is one of my favorites of all time. So basically they realize that it's doomed. Like we've been through this before, it's not going to work. And Jim Carrey's character says, okay. And then uh, Clementine just kind of looks at him kind of flabbergasted. And then it kind of has this, like, moment where she realizes that, like, you know, so what? Like, we enjoyed our time together. Let's do it again. So the last line of the movie is Jim Carrey saying, okay. Kate Winslet saying, okay. And then the movie just ends on that note as far as them basically repeating the same mistakes they already made. But I don't know what that says about relationships. Like, I, I really... I don't know. That hits me on like a, a very visceral level. Oh
3: yeah.
1: I don't need to rewatch this now. Thanks Matt. <laughs> I just told you how it ends. I got chills. So <laughs> let's, I'm assuming spoilers are acceptable. Yeah. We're going
0: even the yeah. most recent movie on this list is arrival and it's been out for multiple months and we already spoiled it but, in our, but
1: we should preface that
0: there will be spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, I love eternal sunshine and the spotless mind. That's a fantastic movie. I, I also find this a difficult matchup, but Children of Men is just so fucking good and awesome.
0: <laughs> it is very good. It, it, Children of Men would go very far from me if it weren't going up against Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Well, Travis, you, you're on the side of Children of Men, right?
1: Definitely. Well, I don't really have much to say about Eternal Sunshine. Like, I'm. I saw it, but I saw it a long time ago, and I don't really remember much about it. And I didn't do a lot of research for this bracket, so <laughs> some of these I probably won't have much to say about them.
0: Well, you can save your argument for Children and Men for a later matchup if you want. If you're, if you're very clearly... Well, all right, well, so we should ask Jay. Where, do, do you, are you on the Children and Men side? Like, should um, we just move on? Yeah, on I
2: gotta say, I'm on the Children of Men side. But yeah. you almost <laughs> swayed me with your description of the movie, because it has been a long time since I've seen it. And I forgot how good it was.
0: There's just so many awesome visual I think, moments. I think
3: that Eternal Sunshine was a more affecting movie
1: for me than Children of Men was. But, yeah, Ooh. in your
0: defense, this is... I wasn't, like, emotionally affected by Children of Men.
1: Really? Not no. even, like, the last shot or, like, the end of it? Like it's, it's, No, it's
0: it's incredible. It's beautiful. But, like, Eternal well, Sunshine, the, like...
1: Not, like, visually, but it's, it's beautiful on... More than just a visual level. Well, in the sense, <laughs> an emotional okay, level, yes. yeah, Travis. Beautiful, beautiful, but
0: beautiful. I, <laughs> I mean, it's okay, sure. So the ending is really cool because you don't know if they actually are going to their safety, you know. So like, the fact that it ends on an ambiguous note is kind of cool. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna win this one, but let me just say, like Charlie Kaufman wrote Eternal Sunshine. He's it the reason be why I huge heart be a on for Charlie. Huge Coffman. heart on. So I will. I'll be upfront about that. but... <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll concede.
3: I think Eternal Sunshine w- would have gone a long way in a different matchup. Yeah. Totally.
0: It's tough. It just fucking sucks that it goes up against Children of Men. Okay, whatever. So Children of Men moves on to the round of eight. Next one is Ex Machina versus Edge of Tomorrow. Ex Machina? Ex Machina.
2: Well, I haven't seen Ex Machina, but I did go on and read the plot and I already hated Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> really? And I thought the plot Ouch. to Ex Machina sounded awesome, and I dude. actually ended up buying it. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Nice, should, dude. That, that's
0: one next. of my favorite movies. From it me. is yeah, so totally
2: good. Ex Machina, just strictly on the plot
1: that I read. It's it's unanimous, but I do let's like at least it. It give Edge of Tomorrow some praise. It's an awesome movie.
0: Totally. It's It's a lot it's, of fun. Yeah, it's a cool sure. action
1: movie. I mean, part of it, like repeating the same thing over and over does get kind of repetitive kind of like vantage point was that what that movie was called stop rewind this remember that no i didn't see that one. Oh, okay and i don't movies that do that it's fine it's kind of a gimmick but like you spend most of the movie watching the same thing and it's like i don't you know i don't need to watch this same scene over and over that's just that's just good budgeting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does cool things with that premise, though. Like, even though yeah. it's literally just repetition.
1: I mean, it's basically like a video game yes. as of tomorrow. It's played out like a video game. He gets further and further each time until he successfully completes the mission. Which is
3: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, though. It's such a fun movie. I, I do like that movie. It
3: was well. cool, but it doesn't hold a candle to Ex Machina.
0: No, no, not at all. Okay. So next <laughs> matchup, we've got Midnight Special against Looper. Oh, oh that's that kinda is tough. tough. Cause Looper was fun. I I'm going hard on Looper on this one. Really? I do love Midnight Special, but I've really liked it. Really I really like. You guys have talked
2: about, about Midnight team. Special previously, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, we did. We went over it on our year-end episode. I love that what movie. What was the premise of that movie again? Um, Which one? Midnight, midnight, midnight Special.
2: special.
3: Uh there is a there's a couple guys that are transporting a kid to some unknown location and he has special powers and you're not sure if he really has like special like sci-fi style powers or if he was just part of this cult that they all come from and he was like a special kid within their cult um, but about 20 minutes in, you're like, oh no, he's got sp- like some special fucking powers. Pretty sweet powers. Basically, <laughs> so <laughs> Superhero he's, in, he's in. he's an in alien basically. He's not yeah. from this earth. Yeah. Oh, basically. okay. And the movie ends with, uh, them getting to their destination and like an alien spaceship just comes and picks the kid up and.
0: It's not even a spaceship. It's almost like like a huge like complex like it looks crazy like the yeah. our world basically yeah it yeah because like it, a big it city, comes down case. and then it reveals itself right and then he gets on it and then it goes back up yeah but
1: then it ends with like you haven't seen midnight special though no i haven't oh, okay I mean, well why are we spoiling this spoil this the ending <laughs>
0: it, <but laughs> you should watch it it is pretty
3: dumb. <laughs> I'm I mean, you just explained it to me and I am now interested in watching the movie. It, it has like some really excellent suspense elements and uh, just crazy like scenes that, uh, I, I don't know, I'm going to spoil it if I t- say any more, but. It's really good.
0: The human element is what makes it. So like the relationship between Michael Shannon and it's it's them driving around at night. With the the night vision goggles. Oh, okay. I remember
2: you guys talking about that now. Um, Which is straight out of Cannonball Run.
0: I've never seen Cannonball. Run. night vision.
2: Jackie Chan and uh, the other dude was in their little car. you know, it's the cross country drive. And so Sick to reference. save time, they, <laughs> and they freaking run drive at night with night vision goggles. <laughs> they didn't have headlights. Without headlights on, so they didn't get busted by the cops for speed. Be discreet. Well, same thing. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm gonna omit myself from this, from this selection because I haven't seen Midnight Special, and that's really hard because I do like Looper, but I also feel like this movie might give it a run for its money. It's.
0: I like both. I think Looper is is better.
2: I, I these are like Midnight right Special. Me Well
0: midnight special didn't even make was it on any of your top tens it was toward the lower end of your top tens if it
1: was for me or something was it it's it's really hard for me because they're two completely different movies like one is definitely like heavy in the sci-fi genre it's trying to it has like grand ideas the other one is like small and intimate and is like focused on like the relationships so it's like
0: so is Looper though. I mean Looper has the, the human element as far as like Bruce Willis wants But there's to. so much more
1: like world building in Looper and like setting it all they up. They do it well though. Like yeah incredibly oh, well. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about oh, I love Looper. That movie. Yeah. But like Midnight Solid. Special, you don't get any backstory really. You're just thrown right into it and it's just about these people like trying to get their kid to safety.
0: Sure. I love I love both of them, but yeah, like, you it's, know, uh,
3: based on recency effect, I think I'm leaning Midnight Special, but I'd like you to sell me on Looper.
0: So, Looper, like Travis already said, the world building in that film is incredible. So it's just a really elaborate um, background that they give as far as these assassins who loop back in time and the concept of like closing a loop and knowing that entering this profession that it's going to end with you having to close your loop. And, you know, basically... Just one giant paradox. Hitman, yeah. (laughs) And then the fact, like, how they break that cycle. Um, There are really cool uh, scenes visually and action scenes as far as um, that scene at the end where the kid... um, Well, not the very end, but there's a scene in the house where the kid's powers trigger. And everything is just suspended. And you just see that guy, like, slowly just, like, explode, basically. And there's just, like blood starts coming out of like every orifice and he's just like suspended in the air and there's huge explosion the there's just so much style too like the fact that they use these fucking like blunderbusses mm-hmm. as their weapons mm-hmm. the drugs like the eye drop drugs that makes everything look crazy like the clubbing scenes the oh, performances I are really good like i love this
1: <laughs> <You laughs> i love blooper are you going midnight special well? too I think I'm dealing with the same thing Tom is dealing with. That I've seen Midnight Special twice, and more recent than Looper, so it's it's more fresh in my mind. I think I I made people watch Looper.
0: It's an awesome I, movie. Just
1: yeah, so I they, but then you them. realize that the
2: whole movie's a loop because all the characters are stuck in this big time loop mm-hmm. with the kid and the Bruce Willis. I, I'll young give dude. it to Looper. I will. Well, then
0: there's also at the end, like, maybe it's maybe you could see it coming. Where there's that part at the end where like
1: easily persuade.
0: They're they're in the field. Persuade.
1: Persu- <laughs> persuade.
0: <laughs> they're in the field at the end, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character comes to the realization that in order for this to come to an end, he has to kill himself to save this yeah. kid. Yeah.
1: Fuck that guy. I, just like I thought that was
0: cool. Like that 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 moment worked for
1: me. They're both. Super good.
0: I love I do love both these movies, but I mean
1: Well, I'm not gonna let Midnight Special go out without a fight, so I'm good. Midnight Special <laughs> Even though it already did you was. just concede to Looper? I, I did. I did concede to Looper. It won't be <laughs> unanimous. Hey, put not Michael Shannon in Looper and you've
3: got
2: the X,
0: perfect X Machina level.
3: So
2: was that a Looper winning that? That's Looper.
0: Yeah, we gotta get a move on you guys. Jesus. Alright, what's the next one? Alright. Moon against Under the Skin.
1: Didn't this one's kind either. of
0: tough. You didn't see either. Okay, Jay, have you seen both of these? Um, Moon is awesome. I love Sam Rockwell. Uh,
2: Under the Skin, I only watched the first ten minutes of that movie, but those were some of the best couple of minutes of my life because I never thought I'd be able to see Scarlett Johansson nude. <laughs> That's <was> pretty cool. <laughs> that was juicy. My <laughs> juicy. Pretty cool. <laughs> but other than that, the story sounds cool for Under the Skin, but um, I saw Moon and I fell in love with it ever since I first saw it in theaters and I've seen it many times since. So that's my choice.
0: Especially, I mean, I know we outlined that we're just going on based on what we think is the better movie, but like moon is like very much a sci-fi movie.
2: Definitely. And I, I also like how it's not a matter of the whole movie being about him figuring out that spoiler, he's a clone. Um, But more like the clone ends up coming in like a third of the way through the film, and it's about him living with this fact. Totally. And uh, yeah, I love the story. And
1: it looked amazing, especially because it was pretty low budget. Mm -hmm. And like what they accomplished with that budget was pretty impressive. Totally.
0: And under the skin, I like a lot. It's very
1: atmospheric. Um... The score is amazing. The The intro intro was really cool. cool. (laughs) I really like the intro. And granted, I only saw that first 10 minutes of the movie, but because I ran out of time and I had to stop it. Yeah. It's a really like unsettling movie though. Like it's hard to like like know or figure out what it's about and I mean there's It's very
0: that, mysterious. Yeah. But very good. But I, I'm going moon on this one.
1: I would probably go moon as well. It's more impressive.
0: Three moons?
3: I think I timed my bathroom break well because I didn't want any moon spoilers.
0: Oh perfect. So uh, so moon. Cool. Uh, under the skin bye bye glad this one this one's hard for me so the next one we have is arrival versus minority report and I, I love minority report but I also love arrival.
3: I wasn't wowed by arrival I mean it, it made my top 10 I think we talked about this a, a bunch but uh, I think I would lean minority report as well feels more significant. More significant.
0: Who still talks about Minority Report though?
3: Well, people who care about.
2: Sci-fi. I guess they. I guess
0: they did just make a TV show about Minority Report. <laughs>
3: that is
2: not on anymore. I
0: don't. Did it get canceled well, I'm already? I'm pretty
2: sure they got canceled after the first season.
0: Because Minority Report fucking sucks. Arrival all the way. No, <laughs> well, Minority Report was a good movie. I
2: mean, that's like that's a good cyberpunk flick. Yeah, but Arrival, just like what Travis was saying about Looper, had that grand idea that kind of just squashes Minority Report. I feel like
0: I I just yeah. I actually did recently rewatch Minority Report, and that that movie is pretty rad. It is good. It's paced really well. It doesn't like w- what you expect from Tom Cruise is just like a very frenetic pace.
2: Well, this is before he went completely. Science fiction, just big
0: budget action shit. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really cool. There's some really cool visual effects, lots of complex themes, but Ar- like Arrival is one of my favorite movies from the past few years. So, and I, I, I give it the edge over Minority Report because I did like Arrival more than you guys, though.
1: Man, yeah. I would also go Arrival, um, but I don't really have much to say about either. <laughs> that's it's been forever since i've seen my same here report, yeah like with Arrival, i saw it more recently and i don't know this one's tough i could go either way honestly but they both have pretty I grandiose
3: mean, ideas about like yeah they do they do
1: the uh
3: consequences of whatever they're ta- you know their specific uh conversation i guess but arrival just didn't quite like pull it off hit from me. Home for home can i you?
1: just push on this one and let you guys hash it out well, I wait. You already said arrival.
0: That's three arrivals in one minority report. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we we got we, we got you. You guys sh- go with
3: arrival because I'm not going to fight for minority report in the next round. That's for sure. And yeah. then okay. they're both going to lose.
1: So who
0: really cares? <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> but and the next matchup <laughs> uh, this is, is District bitch, Nine it? versus Donnie Darko. Can we just say oh a District Nine and just and just move District Nine.
1: District Nine. All fucking move day. along. That Do you want to say a couple words district about Donnie nine is
0: Darko? A Tom? Perfect. No, Donnie I'm Darko not. is
2: fantastic.
3: I, I th- I think Donnie Darko is really good. I know you have a personal We're, vendetta against I Donnie Darko. I don't like Darko. Donnie Darko, but that's <laughs> just me. I think that movie is a near masterpiece. Really, it's fantastic.
2: I think it's Gargant. overrated garbage. I want to <laughs> I want to hear what Jay has to say about it.
0: Yeah, you guys can give your piece. I mean, are you on no, District think, Nine side? No, of it? I am
2: on District okay. Nine because I love District Nine. That movie is freaking awesome.
3: Yeah, I think I think when push comes to shove, I'm also with District Nine. I District just want Nine, sure that Darko in my opinion,
1: is a perfect movie. It is amazing.
0: See, I think for they're both I think they're they're both overrated, so No. We'll get to that later. What are your qualms time? with District 9? I just don't see what people watch find so remarkable about that movie. It's watch it's it fun. Again. Dude, I've seen that movie like 4 times. Actually,
3: oh. don't watch it again cuz it was better the first time.
0: It, it absolutely yeah, no, the best
3: viewing was Honestly, the first time. it was better for me the I've,
2: second time. Hey, I've got it and I watch it all the time.
0: I do I, I like that,
2: that movie, movie a lot. The ending of that movie is I'm waiting for District 10, damn yes, it. Yes, I know, right. Okay, let's move on. District 9 wins. Donnie Darko's a
3: good movie. Don't listen to Matt. Okay, sure. Camp is a
1: visionary. All right? Yeah, but it doesn't mean he makes masterpieces all the time. No, but Elysium is good. Just not as good as District 9. Okay, next matchup. Not good.
0: (laughs) We got Gravity versus Her. Her. I'm hard Her on this one. Super hard. Gravity.
3: Her.
1: Hard Her?
0: Hard. Hard. So hard. I I cannot uh, stand it. So hard. No, no, no.
1: What? I was not giving my vote. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually going to go gravity on this one. Oh, Her, shit.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, but the sex scene just busted that whole movie to pieces. Oh, no way, was, no way. Was it's the great. Worst. It's it was great. the worst damn thing oh, I've no. ever seen in my life. Oh, no. No, I'm being it's a little bit too so. crazy with it, but...
0: Her is legitimately I, one of my all-time favorite movies yeah. ever made. I love every it's single thing about that
1: movie. It's definitely a Matt movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's your case for
0: gravity. Gravity is nothing but a, a spectacle,
1: visual masterpiece. The first yeah, I mean, time you
0: see Gravity is by far the best time you see Gravity. After that, like, what is there? What does it bring to the table?
1: See, there's that's her, a conversation in itself. Do you judge a movie based on rewatchability or the first viewing? The I first thought,
0: viewing of her is still better than the first viewing of I Gravity.
1: Gravity was good, but way overrated. Because like Six Sense, if you, if you know the twist, is it? going to be that impactful the second time or the Bruce third Willis time? Bruce is already dead.
0: But what I'm saying, the reason why Gravity is so impactful the first time is the spectacle. It's an incredible edge of your seat.
1: I still think it's a good movie. I think the backlash It is, is No, undeserved. it is.
0: I do like I, I like Gravity and it's still fun to watch but it's one of those movies like Avatar or something that's basically eye candy. It's and then, more
1: than Avatar. What is it?
0: What what <laughs> On rewatches what do you get from gravity i haven't a slightly diminished well, I've never version of it. what you saw before
1: i almost feel like so i watched this in the theater cream my pants it was amazing second time i watched a downloaded copy at home so it was you know not 1080p not 3d and i was just like wow this movie wasn't that great but I'm not going to discredit my first viewing. Case. No, oh, I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I, and no, no. then this
3: guy's never even seen it. What? What, <laughs> Gravity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought, Wait, I, said
1: I, thought I just heard you say you
2: had it. No, my, I saw it.
1: I'm saying oh. Oh, okay. my second viewing tainted my first viewing, but I'm not going to let it taint my first viewing.
0: Let me say this. I've seen her probably yeah. 10 times. I can do that.
1: I can do that, Tom. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've yeah. seen her probably 10 times, and every time I watch that movie, I find new things to like about it, and new things that hit me on an emotional level. Cool visual flourishes, set design that I find it's really it's interesting. It's so original. It's too. Apple's anointing apples. I don't annoying, even annoying connect
2: with Joaquin
3: Phoenix, Phoenix's character at all. Well, he's supposed to be kind of an oddball, you know? That's the whole point, right? Yeah,
2: but, I mean, eventually even an oddball is supposed to make you feel something towards him. And I you, just thought you he didn't feel anything. freaking him? weirdo for not trying that's, to get some human interaction going fair. on in his life. I get that.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, everyone is that way in the movie. Like, the fact that you're constantly in these scenes where he's talking to Samantha and that people around him are doing the same oh, thing. Sure. They're well, ignoring each yes. other. They all have earpieces in not I only that, that and that's why I
3: hated every character in that movie. <laughs> well, I also grew to like enjoy their relationship.
1: Me you too. know, it,
3: for a long time it feels really good until, you know, like any relationship it has struggles. I
1: I could go either way on one of these, so I'm I would submit to her on I this. I think her <laughs> is really original and and fantastic. I I love that. Movie. Yes, it is. But it just sucks cuz we have to crown a winner. Yes, but like I don't want to discredit Gravity at all. Okay,
2: so this is going to be the wild card situation, right? Well,
1: I already said no, I would submit completed. to her. Oh, oh you're going to submit <laughs> because I like them both a lot. Like, I mean, they're all right, it's It's whatever. it's honestly, I'm submitting
2: like, to you, <laughs> submitting to them. All right,
1: her, yeah. her wins apparently. Well, I'm sure we'll have another wild
0: card. <laughs> oh, we're, I'm not done yet. You guys are. I'm going to fuck you guys <laughs> up. Uh, fuck her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh okay, so the final matchup in the round of 16. We've got Interstellar versus Prometheus. Interstellar all the way. Come on, Travis, come I, on. I have thrown
1: you guys a couple of bones. I will not. <laughs> You're
0: oh, Okay, where are you falling on this one?
1: This is tough. It's I, tough for you? It's I really like Prometheus. Really cool. Oh, dude. Prometheus, but I loved Interstellar too. I, I, the fact that people try and hate on Prometheus just makes me love it that much more. I don't understand why people hate on Prometheus. I don't understand it's either. not a great movie. I love it's that movie. movie. I think
0: it's a great movie. Why don't I think it's a great movie? Yeah. Because... People's
1: criticisms are the characters are dumb and that they don't answer all of the questions. Well, the question that the movie is trying to answer is where do we come from? Who the fuck is going to answer <laughs> that question? Not Ridley Scott. The question doesn't... Not me. The questions <laughs> well, don't bother it me at all. Did
2: It did answer the question. <laughs> it was the engineers (laughs) well true but do you believe that (laughs) well yeah i mean i don't get i don't i mean like i figured that was the whole premise of the movie was that we're trying to go to the engineer oh i guess figure out why they created us i guess that would be the question you'd ask them
1: yeah
3: who was that guy at the beginning the engineer
1: (laughs) yeah he's the engineer yeah he was creating the human humankind what was that stuff he drank you know, it was the human kind. <laughs>
0: These are the questions we need to be asking.
1: Okay, let me make a case for Prometheus because I haven't made a case for a movie yet. Yeah, go for it. Even though I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> the first half hour is amazing. Like the set design, the way it's shot, Michael Fassbender just like living in that spaceship by himself, like getting connected to the world. And like he watches Lawrence of Arabia, like just because he's a a robot and just seeing him like. I don't know, live on his own and, like, pick up on things that humans are aware of. I thought was really cool. And He's
3: like Samantha and Her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets... <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's some really good scenes in it as well. Like, the first time I saw this in IMAX 3D, I was, like, shit in my pants. It was... Like, the, the sandstorm scene in IMAX 3D is amazing. And the... Uh, that chamber sequence where she has to, like... Yep, You guys oh. all know what I'm talking it's about, It's tense. Right? Yeah. The movie is very tense. That's an tense. amazing scene as well. Um, <laughs> Michael Fassbender's performance is great in it. Um, so is New Rapace.
0: All of I the other performances, though, are pretty bad. Especially Logan Marshall Green, I think is his name he's like offensively bad The one, yeah the person I thought was Tom Hardy the first time I saw him bad. who cares about that guy he's not gonna he's win really, an he's Oscar but dude. <laughs> he's yeah, fine He's <laughs> pretty pretty early issue with him he, he died what are you talking about he makes it almost in the end of the movie, and the end of the oh, movie I don't
3: I remember him being that bad then I guess. the end of the movie is awesome as well I mean, no, that, what are you talking about I, I love not. that movie like from I, start I to finish I don't see why the end was bad
0: visually the movie is awesome it's some of the best 3D I've ever seen in a movie so I saw it in 3D Looks really cool Awesome death perception, um, really cool sequences. The the 3D wasn't distracting. It made you feel like you were, immer- it was immersive. So I appreciate that. But I don't think the movie poses very interesting questions as far as what it's getting to the root of. Like, yeah, who created us? But it's creating a fictional premise for who created us. It, the fact that this in this world we were created by these engineers, I don't find that interesting or provocative, so, so what
2: do you say about interstellar then over Prometheus?
0: I think interstellar, as far as um its action sequences, I think are better than Prometheus, just on that level alone. Well, I was you know more me. enthralled by those sequences we going on action
1: sequences alone it's just no Bradley number one kills her okay well but <laughs> yeah. i'm just
0: we're comparing two movies I to know. each other um i think the performances in interstellar are better than the performances in prometheus uh, obviously michael fassbender is amazing and numi riposte is, is good My, matthew mcconaughey is i know people have issues with him in this movie this is just me personally i don't I think he's incredible that scene where he is watching the videos from home over the course of 20 years and just watching him and the content in those scenes, like really hit me on an emotional level. It's not a perfect movie. Like I have, I have issues with interstellar, but I have more issues with Prometheus. I like them both. I like both of these movies. I know it sounds. I like to shit on Prometheus because I know you like it a lot, Travis. But I, I do like Prometheus. I just think give, it's a very flawed. Movie. Give
1: me your Prometheus star rating.
0: Three
3: and a half. Five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Argument over. Um, I think my vote is with Interstellar. Ugh. Hey, again, Prometheus, awesome. It would have beat out a lot of these movies for me. I really liked it. Uh, and I like rewatching watching Prometheus. Um, mainly for the visuals. But, yeah, totally. But oh, yeah. Interstellar is so grandiose and like almost a home run.
0: Kind of flubs it yeah, towards the Yeah, and then it, it got fucking I mean, robbed yeah, by okay. Prometheus.
3: Nobody <laughs> likes the library scene.
0: I like that scene... Visually, I think it's cool. I thought it was awesome
2: because I'm already familiar with the idea of the singularity inside the black hole and everything, and the idea of man progressing into that like fourth dimensional kind of state of mind and helping humans in the past. And I mean, like, there's some actual scientific theory involved with everything in that movie. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. And so, I mean, I was very pro. Pro Prometheus, Pro Prometheus, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna have to go
1: with Interstellar just because of the <sighs> science. You just submitted? I had to, dude. I was come on. on the fence, I've already but... submitted enough. All right. <laughs> it's not that they didn't. I, I made just, my own. Like, it's like I'm tapping man. out, and the ref can't see me. Just, you got children to pick
0: your battles. Right? Well, there's gonna be some fights, and we're already an hour and ten minutes into this podcast.
1: Oh, so. Jesus. This is gonna make me cry.
0: All right, Interstellar moves on. All right, we're into the round of eight. Next, oh, Jesus. Uh, next matchup is Shoulders of Men versus Ex Machina. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going Ex Machina. No, you know? I'm, I'm going to. You're crazy. I'm going Ex Machina. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Do we have another fight in our hands? Well, Jay hasn't seen Ex Machina, so yeah, that makes I'm it a, hard. I'm going to omit myself from this one, like I
2: did with Midnight Special.
1: So, well, there's no point in making a case. This? Dude. The seating of men. on this Travis kind of is at it such,
0: I, it such I, The fact that I have to make this decision is really hard, because like, <laughs> Children of <laughs> Men is like... It's like... Well, I don't know. Okay. It probably could have taken about
1: okay, ne- a five Okay, next bracket, we do <laughs> Travis's 16 favorite movies, and then that way I'll be happy at that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no matter what.
0: <laughs> okay, well, in a stunning upset, Ex Machina over... I don't it endorse that by better. the way. I
1: do not endorse that. If
3: it makes me feel better, I
0: would have picked that. Ex Machina is it. such
3: a like condensed, tight, like self contained
1: I love how just, just like right. I, already won.
0: I just love how intellectually stimulating that movie is, you know. Yeah. Just like constantly it's keeping you on edge. It's posing really interesting questions. I love it. Okay. Uh, Looper Moon.
3: Didn't see Moon. Love Looper.
0: I'm also going Looper.
1: I would go Looper.
3: Go
0: I know moon. you're going Moon, but... Looper wins. Yeah? Yep. There's no point.
3: I mean,
2: Moon
1: is
3: a <laughs> better... we turning Travis into a nihilist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you, there's no point
1: anyway. Yeah. There's no uh, Country for Old Men on this, okay, well, this there's <laughs> It's a great set. This,
0: this one, you, you'll, you'll be able to... I think you'll be able to win this one. So it's a arrival against District 9.
1: District 9. District 9.
0: I'm going to rival. Hands right. up. Mm, hands I know I'm down. probably alone on that one.
3: <laughs> oh, Tom. District 9? Yes.
1: Okay. Throw me a bone. <laughs> I love cat food. <laughs> okay. So do my cats. <laughs> uh,
0: her, Interstellar. I'm going Her.
1: Her. Herbie. She's best. Are Herbie serious? Hancock. You're yep.
2: going to give in. You like Her over Interstellar?
1: yep oh yeah I have a personal vendetta against Interstellar why because it took out Prometheus because Pramedius. it just took out Prometheus oh. <laughs> okay well <laughs> I can
2: see how
0: this
1: is there are no a rules a faulty system <laughs> <But> this is <laughs> wow
0: we've got to the final four and this is not at all the final four I was expecting <laughs> coming into this but X Machina against Looper Ex that's Machina. pretty tough but I gotta go Ex Machina
1: I would go Looper
0: he hasn't seen X Machina though so what's the tiebreaker here
2: I know I'm gonna have to omit myself, so it's just gotta do with the. <laughs> Travis <laughs> is just getting
0: fucking creamed. In this hey, man, I helped it. you out in some of them, right? <laughs> Whatever. Well, I mean, I do love. Sci-fi wolf- sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can try and make All an right, argument can, if you want. Machina. Yeah.
2: Which one?
1: Ex Machina. Uh, it's
0: I'm. I'm going Ex Machina, definitively.
1: Yeah, for me too. Sorry, Travis. It's fine just get it over with
0: okay well this one well district nine against her
1: oh god we all know what it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) seriously absolutely (laughs) and district nine let's go come on (laughs)
2: district nine okay well wait you hated her i did hate
1: her that's fine you can't have seen it you absolutely can (laughs)
0: What's the argument for District Nine? I just I really don't understand what makes District Nine so special. Visionary, get fucked. Okay, it's an interesting premise. It's
1: I don't know about visionary.
0: Him being a visionary. Who did you call him a visionary?
1: Oh yeah, the trailers call him a visionary, so I call him a visionary. (laughs) I think that what sets District Nine apart is the
3: simple uh,
2: incredible debut film.
1: Incredible. I don't know. That's I saw true. that
2: in uh, a midnight showing, like the first midnight showing when it first came out, and I was blown away by it. And then as soon as it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it, and I was still blown away by it. And uh, the action sequences are good. I think the They're, the alien yeah. tech is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the aliens ide- look really good in it. Yeah. And the whole idea of a ship coming down and just Hanging out above this city for three months, and yeah. then you finally decided to break inside. There's all these like malnourished aliens in there, and because they're just as afraid afraid of you as you are of them. Like the whole idea, I think, is awesome. And then the refugee situation, like the story itself, is good. Not just the whole science well, fiction and idea
1: of it. It's Charlotte Copley's performance is amazing, and the whole. What? Ryan? No, it's really it's good. I thought nothing it was excellent. I thought he was fantastic. And the whole like transformation he goes through towards the like throughout the movie and like there's this scene at the end of the movie that just kills. That's
0: where it goes off the rails for me though. Like when he fucking turns into a lobster alien or whatever. Like that's kinda where the movie and goes that off you the rails. Love yeah, but the lobster. Then, doesn't, that, <laughs> love the lobster.
2: <laughs> doesn't that bring up like the biggest question is that if he's turning into these things what were those things before they turned into those things? Well, I don't know
0: if, is that really what the, the question I mean that is was one posed? of the I mean, maybe not, but that they, was what I
2: thought about afterwards.
3: Yeah. I think that the question that it's really posing and what made it so like hard hitting for audiences at the time was that it you can make simple, easy comparisons between District Nine and any kind of social justice issue that you feel strongly about, right. you know, especially, doesn't it take place in South Africa? Yeah, it's I it's mean, an allegory. It, totally. So that's awesome. But on the other side, you have her, which is addressing all of the new technological questions we face about how we interact with each other as people when we can easily interact with technology as an alternative. So I feel like the kind of the easy stuff that you can pull out of those movies is fairly comparable Mm -hmm. um
0: but like her not only brings into question like our relationship with technology but it also brings to surface like what it is to be human like the fact that he falls in love with samantha and i i'm not gonna say i fell in love with samantha but you know like their relationship like i was buying into it like it's a hard sell her her voice is hot i would like
2: (laughs) to state that he would not have a relationship (laughs) with her if she didn't have a sexy female voice.
1: <laughs> well, If you okay. gave
2: that, that device a smoky old hag's cough, it, they would not have had smoky old hag sex in that room later. <laughs> right. But it's also,
0: like, it's supposed to be customized and personalized to the individual. So it asks those questions, and he has a boner for Scarlett Johansson, I guess. Well, because interesting, interesting little tidbit is that <laughs> she came in in post production, and she was the voice afterwards. She was yeah. not the original person who was cast in that role, so she redid all of the lines. I can't remember the actress who did the lines originally. I
1: know what you're talking, about. but when Joaquin series.
0: Phoenix, like Joaquin Phoenix, is reacting to someone who's not
1: Wasn't it like Samantha Morton or something. Yeah, right? I think
0: it was Samantha Morton, or yeah, well, yeah. Her voice isn't as hot as something Scarlett like Jim
1: that. Hanson, so,
0: but just, just I don't know the questions that her raises. They do so much more for me than District 9. District 9 is a really cool allegory. It's interesting visually. I do like that it kind of has like a mockumentary style, you know? Like it does the handheld yeah. cameras, which is very cool. I like District 9 a lot. It just... Her
1: is one Her is is a, a my favorite all-time movies. I think it's a more complete... District 9 is a masterpiece. We're just throwing out that word. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is District
0: 9... Would you consider that one of your all-time favorite movies?
1: Yes. yes. Like... Top what? 100? <laughs> okay. I'd give it a top 10. <laughs> of all time. I love that movie. Wow. Yeah. It was definitely one of my favorite movies of that year. And that was a really good year for movies.
0: 2009? Yeah. Her is one of for my favorite of movies. Know,
1: 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing
3: year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do what, I what need what are... to explain? Okay. I think <laughs> we need to go wild
1: card on this it. one. What do we do? You got a coin? I refuse to submit on this one. <laughs> well, do you have a you coin? didn't have to submit on any of them, <laughs> but you just did that on your own.
3: <laughs> we can postpone? Okay. Oh, no, we don't. We can't postpone it. it the next one's going up against x Yeah, this is going to who... Do we want to do a coin toss?
0: You know? Yeah, I'll do a coin toss. Sure. I, I guess. I don't really know. We can't just keep dilly-dallying. Does anyone have a coin? Is it a quarter? Okay. Yes. Quarter. The
1: first official Cinephiles Digest coin toss.
2: Wild card, baby. Um, <laughs> um, wait.
1: We need to pick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going. We're going tails because uh, Scarlett Johansson has a cool butt. Tails for her. Heads for District Nine. It's
2: heads, baby. <laughs>
1: District <laughs> right. Nine. That's Moving on to the final four.
0: Well, this is easy. X Machina beats District Nine. Let's go home. Oh my God. Agreed. Is that the
1: final? Oh, that's
0: the final. That's the final. Oh. Hey.
1: Okay, that's final. This you is gotta
0: it. Ex Machina. God,
2: no, no, I, I have can't. to admit
1: no. myself. No, 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 no. I Just have to admit myself. I know. And this game sucks. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, edit the show. That's March Get Madness. Get this whole thing in out a of stunning, here. Stunning, <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> stunning upset. Ex Machina wins the the March Madness tournament. <laughs> to be no, fair,
3: bullshit. if this had been a real tournament, Ex Machina would have been my dark horse.
0: It's the uh, the Xavier of um, of. Science fiction I don't know Sure is Um, Okay Well we did it Except they lost We just officially Crowned Ex Machina The best science fiction film Post 2000 Which I don't think Do any of us Actually feel that way I don't
1: endorse that No At all Would
0: this be your Number one From this bracket
1: No her would
3: have been My number one But it might have been My number two through four
1: prometheus would have been my number one your
0: number one yeah oh
1: my god it's a personal favorite you, you said you said we were blinded, voting on blinded personal by it favorite no i know
0: i just i don't <laughs> understand i don't i do not think prometheus is great. the most
1: important movie on this list was children of men but you guys voted that off
0: that if we were i mean yeah yeah okay well we did it we finished this bracket I'm we're, we're running
2: i made it all the way though yeah i'm
0: surprised it got that far I mean, you got, yeah, I mean, we did it.
1: I'm okay. I'm okay with that.
0: Okay. We, we don't have a ton of time. Let's, let's breeze through what we've been watching. Um, you want to talk about Raw, Travis, since we saw that together? Sure. Okay. So Raw is a uh, French film. Um, it's about a uh, woman, a young woman who's going to veterinary school um, and quickly realizes that things are not quite as they seem. And it's kind of a coming-of-age film. It has a lot to do with femininity, uh, fitting in, how do you conform, uh, uh, excess. It, there's, there's a lot going on in this movie. But really, I mean, it's about cannibalism. Like, uh, that's not like what the movie is trying to say. But they're cannibals. Like These, vet, these veterinarians are cannibals. It's, it's a weird... Two cannibal movies in two years? What's the other one you're talking about? Uh, that
3: Diamond movie... Diamond? What? Whatever. Dakota. Oh, Neon Demon. Neon Demon. Oh, L. Fanning. L. Fanning.
0: Yeah, this is the better cannibalism movie. That's good. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, this is one of my favorite movies that have come out this year. Uh, it's very provocative. It kind of has got a lot of press for being uh, very graphic, and it is.
1: Um, it's graphic, but it nothing faint-worthy, which. I mean, I feel like, on, give me a break.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you can account for that more. So it's probably people who went into that movie, not knowing anything about it yeah. and are sensitive to that kind of content. Yeah, I'm
1: desensitized. So, you know, whatever, bring it on. Travis watches beheading videos, yeah. which is cereal every morning <laughs> during my lunch hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was really good. I, the, the performance from, uh, the main character, I thought she was, incredible. she was good. She was yes. very good. Um, some really interesting scenes.
1: Yeah, a, I don't want to spoil of, anything. A couple but... I had issues with where they didn't really make a lot of sense. You Overall, can... I did really like the movie though. The you... veterinarian cannibals were confusing at times.
0: It's, it's it, the, the premise is you kind of have to just kind of let yourself yeah. know and suspend disbelief. You have
1: to accept it for what it is. It's very
0: interesting though. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um I wish we could talk more about it, but we we gotta breeze through this. Travis, it sounds like you have you've watched the most as per usual, so you wanna just like bang out a couple of them real quick?
1: Yeah, so I watched I went to three screenings last week. I saw T oh, yeah. Two Train Spotting, Raw, and then Life. Back to back to back. And so the only one I haven't talked about yet is T Two Train Spotting, and I thought it was really good, but it didn't really feel like we needed a sequel to Train Spotting. When did you watch the original? Well, I actually just rewatched it a few weeks ago. Okay, that's what I thought. prior to that, a few years ago. But I didn't see it back, like, in the 90s when I was eight years old. Yeah, I still haven't <laughs> seen it. Probably not a movie to watch when you're eight years
0: old. I saw it, like, early college, I think. I've only seen it once. I was probably, like, 18 or 19 when I yeah,
2: saw it. Was that scene where it. he has to dig those the pills out of the, uh... They, what was he digging out of the toilet?
1: Um... I think
0: that's it was... a heroin baggie. Yeah, yeah. I think was it was heroin. I think it heroin? was heroin, yeah. Oh, you, oh.
1: They kind of call back to that in this movie. Um, there's a, there's another bathroom scene in this movie that's not as gross, but they do a shot on a toilet that is disgusting. Um, <laughs> but overall, I really liked it. I mean, those characters are a lot of fun, um, and there's some really like interesting comedy segments in this. Like There are comedy bits I haven't seen in other movies before, so I definitely appreciate that. And... Given that this sequel felt unnecessary, I thought he did a good job in making it a sequel. And yeah, it was good just to return back to those characters again. And if you like Train Spotting, you should watch the sequel.
0: I do want to watch it. I mean, it seems like a situation where no one was really like clamoring for a Train Spotting sequel, but it it works very well. Well, didn't
2: the author write a sequel book?
0: which this is it borrows from yeah Yeah, i think the plot a lot of it comes from that sequel yeah um but i'm I'm excited to see it i'll catch up with it but you overall you liked a decent amount yeah cool beans tom you got anything to talk about you watch some stuff right uh
3: yeah so i saw um the one i love Mm -hmm. with elizabeth moss and i don't remember the guy's name mark duplass yeah um, oh
1: is that the movie you were telling me to watch yeah. the other night yeah
3: they were both really good and i really liked the movie i, I thought it was i thought it was great uh is that a couple okay i'll say sorry <laughs> for you um a couple goes to like a weekend getaway kind of on the recommendation of their therapist because they're having some marital issues and then uh... it's
0: his it's like the psychiatrist's like resort almost it's not a resort but it's like a secluded property so it's like a marital retreat guy
2: from the league yes okay i have seen this movie yeah
3: Yeah. so pretty early on they start to realize that when they go into the guest house by themselves a like clone version of their spouse appears there but it's like the better version right it's the one that they want to you know they say the things that the person wants to hear and and uh, do the things that they want them to do and make them feel good.
0: Dress the way they want them to totally. dress. Have their hair cut the way they want them exactly. to have their hair cut.
3: So, they're, you know, they're, you can't really tell for most of the movie whether or not there's something sinister going on or whether it's really for the benefit of the couple. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I thought that the uh, the performance is really good. And um, I, I love the... Back and forth between which character you kind of relate most with. At least for me, I, I related more with one character at one time and another character at another time. And uh, like the guy in particular seems like a dick at first. Like he's not buying into anything. He doesn't want to participate. And then in the second half, you gain way more sympathy for him. And totally. then the end is is uh, very ambiguous. I mean, I think you can draw some pretty firm conclusions from it as far as like what actually happened. Without giving too much away, but whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, you still have to decide for yourself. So, uh, yeah, really recommend that one. Uh, Uh,
0: The plot, also, I feel like it's a movie that is always keeping you guessing. It never quite does what you think it's going to do.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And there were only a couple of moments where you're really not sure which version of the spouse is involved in the situation. Right. But when they did it, it was well done. You know, it was like tastefully done. You could. You could tell, okay, this is a situation where I'm not sure which spouse this is, and that's for a reason. Right. You know, all the other ones you could, you knew. So.
1: How did you watch this? Um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Nice. I still yeah. want to check it out.
0: You'll, you like it, I think. Jay, you said you saw it. You want? To yeah. No. I mean,
2: uh, I thought it was really good until they tried to explain what was happening at the end, and then yeah. that's when it fell apart for me.
3: There are a lot of un- unanswered questions. For me, it didn't really like affect. Like impact my experience because it's so focused on relationships and, and what, what you want in a relationship versus what you should want or like what's good for you as a person.
0: Like is compromise healthy? Like the fact that there's something about this person you don't like and you're presented with this person who's basically the same, but they have that quality you want in a person, you know, like,
3: yeah.
0: Well, that's pretty interesting.
3: Um, but you're right. There there are some plot holes for sure. Like, they don't really... It doesn't matter. But um, anyway, I also saw Sorcerer. So uh, on recommendation from Travis and Matt. Sorcerer was awesome. Um, a little bit... Well, I don't know. I guess it, I'd just say it felt a little bit dated. But not like... In a, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. It, <laughs> not a lot of dialogue. Very suspenseful. Um... I really, really liked the opening scenes where they introduce the four different characters. Yeah. And you don't know where it's going to go, but all of a sudden you're in Paris, you know, and then you're in Jerusalem. And and uh, especially that scene in Jerusalem was pretty, like, white knuckle. Um,
0: is that where they're crossing the bridge?
3: Uh, no. The scene in Jerusalem is when they're introducing the, the one character, and they drive away, and then the explosion happens yeah. Oh, and,
1: um, yeah. like, setting up each character's backstory, basically, of how they exactly on this mission or whatever yeah but they
3: don't tell you much they don't tell you anything like you don't really know unless you read the back of the movie basically yeah that that's so, where they're going with it um and then they all end up in the same shithole town in south america and they have to take this dangerous mission to get money to get out and basically go back home or, or somewhere else for exile
0: That's where the bridge scene is. That's where I remember. It's like I almost shit my pants during that bridge scene. That bridge scene is so tense. How did they do that?
3: That That bridge (laughs) scene was. Have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Um, It's from seventy. William Friedkin directed. Or seventy-seven or something. It's like
1: a. It's based off the same book as The Wages of Fear.
3: Yeah. So these four individuals who don't know each other, they both, they all sign up to drive trucks um, across two hundred miles of just shit South American road uh with the back faulty dynamite yeah nitroglycerin that's like wasn't properly cared for so it goes off like right really easily and uh it's very suspenseful it gets really like
1: kind of hallucinatory at the end um the score is awesome in this as well yeah tangerine dream well i'm gonna have a score for it i'm gonna have to watch this flick yeah it's, it's, tanger- it's a tangerine it's honestly, cream dream if you will yes definitely <laughs> it's it's honestly one of my favorite movies just the i mean that bridge scene alone is like hands down one of like the best action sequences ever especially because it's like it was all like practical like right there's no yeah. special effects like they yeah. had to just come up with this on their own i actually listened to well i could have read it but i listened to the audiobook of william Frekin's like biography mm-hmm. or autobiography And um, he had to, like, try that bridge sequence, like, three or four different times, and, like... Were they actually driving over a bridge? Yeah, but it was, like, shallow water, I'm pretty sure. Oh, But, like, the way... That scene cost, like... It looks real. a A lot of money, and he was, like, running into problems of even how to shoot it, and then, finally, he came up with something that, like... Okay. And what I also appreciate that movie is, like, they shot it, like in the actual location it's set in it's not like you know it's i forget what they it's... didn't
0: design sets it's like on location yeah it
1: was like a vain, it was like a dangerous and like tough shooting like there was like a lot of like bugs that they had to deal with and shit like that but like yeah yeah i feel like
0: the bugs were probably not the most worrisome <laughs> thing but <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> so
3: i i I really liked it. Um, I think the one thing that was kind of missing for me was I really was super into those first four like intro stories. Mm -hmm. And then you have the back half of the film, which is kind of a whole different thing. And I just wish that they'd tied in the first four stories a little bit more uh, so that they had more of a, uh, I don't know, more of a presence. You kind of get an idea for what type of characters these people are, what kind of of, uh, values they hold or like how fanatical they are about certain things. Um, And they have their little moments where they incorporate something, but it would have been really satisfying for me if their storylines had tied into each other a little bit more
0: something more like uh like Babel or 21 grams yeah. where like their histories kind of play a bigger part and like everything kind of converges at the end exactly because they, they well, give it's you a like a pretty these, simple story
3: like, it, it is, is. Totally. it is but and they give you these tantalizing that. looks at the beginning and you don't really get a uh, follow-through on any of them
0: because they take the time to set that up individually each character they take the time to show you, you know, a lot of times Characters coming from and then which you know is meant to propel the story forward as they're embarking on this mission but i definitely see where tom is coming from as far as like bringing some of that back into the plot as far as like their history would have been interesting but i, I agree this movie is rad
3: yeah um okay so that's it for movies i've also watched the first two episodes of samurai jack season five which is fucking Awesome. Um, <laughs> did you guys watch Samurai Jack at all? I know Matt didn't really. I no. watched it
2: a little bit as a when I was younger.
3: Yeah, so I wasn't super into it when I was a kid, but I got into it more when I was a little bit older. It's it doesn't really rely on dialogue to tell the story. Uh it's mostly visual effects like and that. sound cues. Yeah. It's very different for like a kids cartoon. And now it's on adult swim, so it's got more Adult content, more like, uh, and it's very gratu- gratuitous in its own. It's pretty violent. Childish. Have you been watching Wait. the
2: new season? No, I haven't, but I have. I've seen some of the promo images yeah. for, and him <laughs> just like standing out in the rain with his hair all wetted down and totally. covered in blood. Totally, <laughs> yeah. It's
3: it's uh, it's going a new direction, and uh, the first two episodes are, are really good. The start of the second episode, they bring in more comedy uh, than they had in the first one, and it's got Aku, the villain. And that didn't work for me because it felt like uh, childish comedy, whereas the rest of the content had been upped for adults. But
1: you love this shit. It was just like it was like, like, it was like three cubo minutes. in the two streams. <laughs> <laughs> cubo, cubo, cubo. I do love it. Anyway, cool. Travis? I want. I rewatched Rango. Oh, I never saw that. It's amazing. Good.
3: Really? Well, maybe not amazing. No, it's but... amazing.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll watch it. No, I, I love this movie. Like, the uh, Johnny Depp is great as Rango, and the world is, like, so fully realized, and, like, they are dealing with this drought, like, within the city, and they, like, emphasize that. And, like, the um, there's a lot of good, like, side characters, like Ned Beattie, Ray Winstone, Harry Dean Stanton. They all play, like cowboys within this town and like the even just like the designs of the characters are like so fleshed out like they all just i don't know it just looks really good like visually and um i like the humor and there's some really good action sequences in it as well have you all seen this except tom or you haven't seen it no i haven't when was this made 2009, uh, I think. 2009.
3: Great year for movies, guys. Oh, <laughs> 2009. The
1: best year, maybe. <laughs> it was really good. Gore Verbinski. <laughs> it comparable to, like... Uh, yeah, Gore Verbinski directed it. Such a Dead visionary. <laughs> to what? Dead Man. Dead Man. Yeah, yeah this is, is the an black, animated movie. The black. Oh, it, oh yeah. Rango, yeah, the, the, the lizard guy. The guys. lizard, yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't stand animated Deco movies. Gecko. No. Uh, well, this is, this is like a Western for the whole family. I mean it's for the kids and the adults <laughs> which not a lot of westerns are but that action sequence in the middle is pretty awesome
0: it is pretty good but rango you know you love it yes what's next yes <laughs> uh, i watched
1: snake eyes i've been wanting to, to watch i've uh, never seen are you, snake serious? Eyes. Do you like that yeah dude oh. i'm a nick cage are <laughs> <Were> you, <serious?
0: laughs> you serious hold on a minute i'm fully no. aware it's a crappy <laughs> okay. b movie okay i ahead.
1: loved it when it came out when when did it come out uh i
0: think it's like early 90s isn't it yeah it's uh, no i
1: think late 90s late 90s yeah 90? I, think I think 1998 the when i was eight years old <laughs> i loved snake eyes and i watched it back to
0: back i've never seen it
1: so I've been trying to... I want to watch all of De Palma's movies, and this is... I thought
0: you were going to say all of Nick Cage's no. movies. I was like, have fun with that. <laughs> no.
1: And this is one of them. I actually mainly want to watch this... Be- I mean, I've always wanted to watch it, but we went to uh, Battle of the Boats down at Emerald Queen Casino. It's like a boxing, pro boxing, you know, lower rank pro boxing fight night, whatever. And... Um, so I was hoping there was going to be some more boxing in this, but there's actually not very much boxing nope. at all. <laughs> <It's> like no <laughs> boxing. Uh, there, the opening scene, or there's like a huge like 20 minute like tracking shot that I, looks what? like it's all one take, but I actually read online that it's not all one well, take. and you can, did you a couple can see like, where they transition, like yeah. going through doorways and stuff like that. You can see a it's transition. still it's technically impressive though, even though they did cheat a little bit sure i mean birdman does that too yeah yeah but i mean it's yeah i don't know i just didn't like that much it seemed pretty campy and like it felt super campy it was it was pretty easy to figure (laughs) out what was going on too like the whole like twist didn't really surprise me and like there's this almost like big action sequence at the end that Feel so out of place and I, I even read up on this afterwards and I guess they like cut most of the climax so that's why it f- feels out of place I don't know why they did but I don't know it it doesn't age very well either like it looks very much like a 90s movie and it's definitely one of the like lesser works of De Palma
2: and there's that weird like first person camera view when uh, the the boxer guy is, like, talking his shady dealings with the, the other bad guy. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, this first-person camera view. It's the only first-person shot in the entire movie, and it's just for, like,
1: five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no real point I, to it. I did also, like, there's a, uh, like, overhead tracking shot of just, like, uh, the camera, like, going over people's rooms and seeing what they're doing in each of the hotel Oh, like rooms. in Minority Report. Yeah, kind of yeah like they that. did that like that. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, I always enjoy when they do that those kind of shots. <clears throat> so I mean, yeah, the the scene at the start and that scene was probably like the only two takeaways, but for the most part, it's it's pretty bad. Okay, sure. <laughs> Classic. And I also watched uh, Pretty Maids all in a row. Have you guys ever heard of this? No. no. No? Okay. So I mainly want to watch this because Quentin Tarantino listed this as like he... Put this as his submission for one of like the best movies of all time for like the Sight and Sound list, and so I figured I'd have to check it out. And it's pretty much all about like the male gaze, like especially at the start. Like it's just like the camera like pan on women's like breasts or butt and like um Faces. yeah I <laughs> sure that too, um, but I don't I don't really see why he loves it so much. I mean it's a good movie, but it's nothing like.
0: Quentin Tarantino seems like he's kind of a pervert, <clears throat> so it would make sense. I guess that, that makes like, sense. Then, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, male gaze, but also he's you know very like a film scholar. So the yeah. fact that the movie is known for being an example of male gaze in film, yeah. But really, he's probably just kind of a pervert. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm sure he's just trolling and just picked like the most <laughs> underrated B movie <laughs> crap ass. <for laughs> <Fred>? Yeah, <laughs> it's just to show his prowess. Did you like it though? Like,
1: yeah, no, it's good. I mean the the main plot is. There's murders going on of like the high school girls at school, and they're trying to figure oh, out. Oh, they're like, high school girls. Yeah, that's classy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, like there's like a psychiatrist, and it's um, what's his name, Rock Hudson. He's the actor, and oh, yeah. um, so he he kind of like swoons the ladies. Mm-hmm. Like he, he'll bring I mean, him in for treatment, but then like also sleep with them or whatever. I high Rock girls. Hudson? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, this is definitely a Tarantino pick. Yeah. Well, and like the 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 main character is like the kid in high school and he's kind of like rock hudson's understudy in a weird way i don't know it's, it's a really weird movie but it was good i just don't see how it's like considered one of his favorites sure. but i mean everyone has their personal picks but yeah um other than that i watched atonement do we want to save that for the end we'll... well
0: we need we need to like get going <laughs> so if you want to talk about atonement and then we'll do the rotten tomatoes
1: game and then we're done anyone else have anything to talk about or no
0: yeah but uh, we don't have time
1: okay (laughs) so atonement uh it was okay it visually impressive the performances were good but it's a little slow and i don't really care about like rich English people from the 1930s. <laughs> and that's what I was supposed to care about. Drawn out and anticlimactic. Yes. <laughs> Wait, am I
3: remembering correctly that you have an issue with period pieces? Yes. That's very true. You are yes. correctly.
0: <laughs> is, it, uh, is it, is James McAvoy the, yeah, the guy yeah. in it? Okay. <clears throat> I haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah. And uh,
1: sersha Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. Uh, Cumberbitch is in it too. Is he? <laughs> is he yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, should
0: should I watch it?
1: You might like it. I don't know. It's it's kind of slow, but it's it's visually impressive, and the soundtrack's pre- or not the soundtrack. The score is pretty cool, and the performances are good. It's a good movie, but there's not much like there's not much war, no, sequences which I was hoping to see a little bit more <laughs> of. But it's it's basically like a love story, and the sister. She, dorsey ronan or whatever Sorcy. her name is uh it's almost like an anti-redemption film yeah <clears throat> yeah i don't know it was okay i should probably remove it from my collection <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it my wife loves that movie
0: well let me watch it first okay and then, I'll, then but sarah can have. i, it, I do so.
1: have to thank tom for at least making me watch one of my own movies so <laughs>
0: we Yeah, there we should go. just start doing that I know. Travis, have you seen this? Okay, yeah. that's what we're doing this <laughs> yeah. um, Okay, so that brings us to Our Rotten Tomatoes game So this week, Travis's pick We've come full circle um, Yeah, where are you going? You need to, oh, you're looking for the Are you looking for the movie? or? Oh, the picks yeah. so, Okay, so I'll let you take it from here
1: I picked Trash Humpers Mainly to troll Matt because he hates Harmony Corinne. And since he didn't so have much. glowing things to say about Rust and Bone, I decided to uh, you know, give him a little payback. Let's hope
3: that I got closer. You're just going to
0: punish Tom.
1: So, I already know what the official score is on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And it is 59%. Oh, what are you... You're still no, no this is fine. Right? I, I, got it, I got it. I got it. All right. All right. So, Matt guessed 32%. I wanted to guess oh! zero. Tom guessed sixty nine percent, making Tom our <laughs> winner. Damn yeah. it! This is That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Uh, uh, fuck! fuck. Right? That's right. I'm Unbreakable. Breakable. Did you do sixty nine just for fun? Yes, I did. Okay, like you know, I'm just gonna throw out a random number. Sixty nine.
3: <laughs> no, my initial guess was like seventy percent, but then I was like, well,
1: I mean, you might as well. Might as well. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I almost, I almost texted you before and almost wanted to give you the score just to make sure Matt would watch this movie. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to hear about it next episode. <laughs> so what's hey, the premise? Do they hump trash in this film? Um, it's a really weird fucking movie. I've seen it. Um, the coolest thing about it is Harmony Korine said that when he made this movie, he wanted to basically just have people discover it on their own. And part of what he wanted to do was like put on a bunch of VHS tapes and just like put them in like thrift stores or like Goodwills and like people just come upon this on their own and like, what the fuck is this? So it's like, it's like, it's not an actual movie. It's just basically like found footage of just some weirdos. I f- I f- i'm so upset right now i am hey, so all- mad i
0: have to watch this fucking movie it's
1: only <laughs> 78 minutes though of that god official, Merc-
0: merciful 78 minutes troll
1: pitch. so the plot here imdb plot synopsis says, follows the lives of a small group of sociopathic elderly people in nashville tennessee but it's Whoa. it's basically just people wearing old people masks. <laughs> is it really Yes? It I, is. You know, <laughs> I hate I fucking hate
0: Harmony Corinth so much. God damn it.
1: This is why I did that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Alright, well what is, is this just like, you just have like a burned DVD copy of trash humpers well, yeah. in a fucking plastic sandwich baggie? Like
1: <laughs> Hey. Harmony Corinne would appreciate that. <laughs> it's true, true to his vision found it, yes. found it in a department store <laughs> I actually
0: found this in the trash, funny enough no, Where it belongs well, I
1: can explain that So there was a period of time where I was just renting DVDs from Netflix And just ripping them Oh, okay And this was one of them So
0: you made the poor decision to actually get this from Netflix And then you burned it
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I have to see all of his movies
0: if I'm not on the next episode, it's because I killed myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just gonna be these two. Jay's gonna take over my spot as the host. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. Uh, do we do we have any idea of what we're gonna Hopefully do for our next episode? Hopefully
1: you guys
0: enjoyed all that. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. I feel good about that. Yeah. Do we have any idea what we're we're gonna do for the next episode? We have
1: a maybe. Maybe ghosts in the shell, but even though that's kind of not close to when we record.
0: It'll, yeah.
1: Let me see what's coming out real quick.
0: We there was there's a couple things that may be hitting Seattle that I want to see. Like there's this horror movie called The Void, that mm. is coming out Smurfs? that weekend. Smurfs, The Lost Smurfs. Village. That's it. Lock yeah, it in. Smurfs we
1: should probably do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, it's probably up in the air. I'm assuming. I think we should go with Ghost in the Shell as like our backup, like safe plan. But then if something else comes up that. We'd rather talk about it than we go see that instead. We'll be able to talk about it. Are you planning well, yeah. on
0: seeing Ghost in the Shell talk?
1: Yeah. But as far as featured reviews go. Right,
0: right. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for today. Uh, send us an email at cinephile Not at cinephiles. Digest at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, questions, feedback, whatever you got. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Sobreros. Um, I don't know if you guys want to plug anything. can if you want.
1: Nah. Yeah i'm good um, i'm gonna wait no i don't remember my login
3: for whatever it is Letterboxd. Letterboxd. <laughs> Come on, have you been man. using that
0: have you been like logging the stuff that you've been watching uh no yes
3: for a little bit i missed the last couple weeks
0: yeah anyway it doesn't matter keep
3: um, it up all
1: right
0: keep it up all right that's gonna do it thank you guys for listening we'll be back in a couple of weeks you will have fun